My name is Jacob Ovadia, and we'll be studying uh, the seventh chapter of Hachot Talmud Torah, Perek Shavii. Halacha Aleph. Chacham zaken b'chokmah, v'chein nasiwa av bedin shesarach. If there is a wise, uh, an old sage, and a president or vice president that transgressed, in menadin oto b'farhesiyah le'olam, he is not... Uh, Put in Nidui publicly ever. Unless he did something similar to Yarovam bin Nevat, who is the paradigm, as we mentioned earlier, for anyone who was Hote Umahati, who transgressed and caused others to transgress. And others like Yarovam. This chapter is going to talk about Nidui and Harem. And Nidui is. Uh, as we mentioned in the previous chapter, someone being held in contempt uh, of either the court or the law. Uh, and Harim is um, excommunication. Okay, but from now on, we'll refer to them as Nidui and Harim. However, if he uh, sinned, uh, in regards to anything else, he is lashed in private. That uh, the Pasuk says, um, You shall stumble in the day, and your prophet shall stumble with you in the night. Even though he stumbled, cover it with the darkness of the night. And we tell him to. Um, Guard your his honor to return to his home. Likewise, any student of the sages that was liable for nidui, uh, the court is prohibited to be quick uh, to put him in nidui. Rather, the court should run uh, from this. And they should evade it. That the sages would praise themselves, that they weren't numbered among those who ever uh, put a sage or a student of the sages in Nidui. Even though uh, they were appointed uh, to give somebody Malkut if a person was liable. Uh, malkut uh, is, as we mentioned again earlier, is uh, lashes that an individual would be liable for if he transgressed something. Even um, they wouldn't, um, they would also be numbered among those who gave Malkut. Makat Mardut. Makat Mardut is. Uh, the lash is if an individual uh, is liable, midrabanan, everything from the rabbis. Halacha gimel. Vechetzad hu nidui. How does uh, the court actually pronounce uh, nidui on somebody? Omrin peloni beshamta. They say X is in nidui. Shamta uh, is, is Aramaic for nidui. Vim niduhu befanav. Omrin peloni ze. And if he was. Put in Nidui in the presence of the court, 
they would say this person uh, and point to him. The Hirim. As we mentioned, Hirim is excommunication, but we'll refer to it as Hirim now. The Hirim. Umrin Pelonim Mahoram. The Arur Bo Allah Bo Shevua Bo Nidui. And if they want to put an individual in Hirim, they say this individual X is um, in Hirim. Uh, or he is cursed, or may a curse be on him, or may the oath be on him, uh, or may he be in Nidui. These are all different formulations, uh, different ways to say that this individual is put uh, in Nidui. Al-Khadalid. How is an individual released from either Nidui or Harim? Umrin lo sharu lecha. Uh, you are released or you are forgiven. If he was released not in the court's presence, they say X is uh, released and he is forgiven. Now this is the Harambam's description. This is Harambam's description, obviously sourced from the Talmud, how an individual uh, should treat someone uh, that is put in Dui, and also how an individual in in Nidui uh, should behave. What is the protocol uh, that an individual who is in Nidui should have, and how should others treat him? Individual who is in Nidui is prohibited from taking a haircut or washing himself, just like a uh, an avel, someone who lost uh, one of the seven relative one one of one of seven relatives, uh, should um, behave. All the days of his uh, a mourner, rather, all the days of his um, nidui. And he is not uh, included in zimun. Zimun is when there are three people who um, say Birkat Hamazon together. And he's not included in the congregation of ten uh, in regard to anything that requires ten. Just for example, Amida, publicly with the congregation. And we, he, we do not sit within four amot of him. However, he teaches and he is taught. And he is hired and he can hire other people. If he dies while in the state of Nidui, uh, the court sends uh, and puts a, a rock on his uh, casket. As if to say that the court is stoning him as he's separate from the rest of the community. And in addition, uh, he is not um, uh, he is not uh, whenever an individual passes away uh, there is basically people that say um, nice things about the individual and they speak about him in his honor uh, but this individual uh, we do not do that and we do not have a procession to his burial 
as with other um, people that pass away. If someone, is, someone who is put in Hiram, his uh, situation is a little bit uh, worse than that individual who is in Yidui. That he does not teach others and he is not taught. However, he is allowed to teach himself, to recite himself. So that in order that he does not forget his, uh, his, um, his Torah. His Torah. He is not hired and he is not allowed to hire someone else. And uh, it is prohibited to do business with this individual. And the only in you, an individual is only allowed to do business with him on a very minimum level, just in order for him to um, support himself. And again, obviously, this changes over time. Um, some what an individual would require to live uh, seven hundred years ago is obviously not the same as today. If an individual sat in Nidui for 30 days and did not uh, ask to be released, he is put in Nidui a second time. If he sat for 30 days, another 30 days, and did not ask to be released, he's put in to uh, Okay, So again, the protocol is that. First, a person is put in Yidui for 30 days, and he's put again in Yidui for 30 days, obviously, if he doesn't uh, return and do Teshuvah, and then he is put in Hirim. Obviously, just the way Rambam writes this halakha is that um, an individual, we don't want to put people in Hirim. Uh, we want people to be included in the Jewish society, um, and he should go and ask uh, immediately um, to be uh, released from this status. How many people uh, does you, do we require uh, in order to for someone to be released from Nidui Harim? Bishlosha, three. This is obviously the, the least amount, uh, the lowest uh, court in the Jewish judicial system. Bishlosha, Even regular people have the ability to uh, release someone from Nidui. Note how. Uh, so to speak, easy it is for someone to be released uh, from Nidui. You just need a quarter of three people. Even someone that is a, uh, fluent in the laws can release someone from Nidui by himself. Even a student can release someone from Nidui even in the place of his teacher. Again, note how easy it is to be released from Nidui. Again, we don't want people in Nidui. And hence, uh, the um, procedure for releasing someone is really not uh, something uh, difficult. If you have a court of three individuals that put someone in Nidui and left, the individual that was put in Nidui by these other three people comes back and wants to do Teshuvah and be released from his Nidui. Um, he can get any other three people uh, and release him. 
מי שלא ידע מי נידהו, ילך אצל הנשיא ויתיר לו נידויו. If a person doesn't know who put him in נידוי, he can go to the president of the Supreme Court, and the president of the Supreme Court would release him. נידוי על תנאי, הלכה יוד. נידוי על תנאי. If an individual was put on נידוי on the condition of something, for example, if he said, uh, if it doesn't rain tomorrow, I am in נידוי. אפילו מפי עצמו, צריך הפרה, even if he said it himself, he put himself, so to speak, in נידוי, because of this condition, he needs to be released. תמיד חכמים שנידע עצמו, if a student of the sages that put himself in נידוי, אפילו נידע עצמו על דעת פלוני, even if he put himself in נידוי, based on something that someone else would do, for example, if he said, I am putting נידוי on the condition that someone else does something, okay? ואפילו על דבר שחייב נידוי, even on something that he would be חייב נידוי to do, הרי זה מפל עצמו. The student of the sage is allowed to release himself from נידוי. הלכה יודעת. מי שנידוי בחלום, anyone who was put in נידוי in a dream, אפילו ידע מי נידוי, even if he knew who In order for this individual to be released from Nidui, he needs 10 people who know the laws to release him. If he could, if he didn't find 10 people, he goes and toils for four kilometers to try and find 10 people. If he wasn't able to find, he is released by 10 people that uh, are fluent in Mishnayot. If he couldn't find 10 people who are fluent in Mishnayot, uh, he is released in, with 10 people that know how to recite or read the Torah, obviously with Ta'amim. If he couldn't find 10 people who know how to read Torah, He is released by 10 people, even that don't need to know how to read Torah. If he couldn't find 10 people at all, even uh, he is released with three people. Something to note, uh, dreams, uh, even according to modern psychology, are uh, an insight, so to speak, into a person's um, subconscious. So... It's a sign, if someone is put in Nidui, it's a sign that he's doing something wrong and should change his ways and should uh, really um, introspect. And, um, and, but again, uh, obviously you see the progression here. It's not uh, so difficult to be, put, uh, to be released from Nidui if someone had a dream that he was put in Nidui. bit. <laughs> Mission Niduhu Befanav, an individual who is putting Nidui in that individual's presence. He is only released in the presence of the court. Niduhu Shelo Befanav, if he was putting Nidui not in the presence of the court. He is released either in his presence or not in his presence. And there is no time lapse or interval between. His Nidui status and his 
regular status when he leaves Nidui. Rather, he is released from Nidui in a, in a moment. Whenever he um, returns uh, to the good path, uh, he can be released. And however, just if a person doesn't return to the good path and he is uh, released from Nidui, it is if he didn't do anything. If the court saw fit to put someone in Nidui for a few years, they leave him in his they leave him in Nidui in his in the status. If the court saw fit to um, put it in Harim, to start right away with Harim. Uh, on this individual and skip the two months of of Nidui, um, they have the ability to do so. And to also put into Harim anyone that eats uh, or drinks with him or anyone that is in the presence of him for Amod, they have the right to do so. They are allowed to, they have the ability to do so, in order to punish and in order to put a fence around the Torah, in order that uh, transgressors won't jump over the gate or break the law, break the rule, break the Torah law. So, Hamim have the ability to uh, protect the law by, uh, by uh, putting someone in Harim right away. And to end up with those who associate with him in Harim as well. Just because a sage reserves the right to put someone in Yidui for his honor, it is not praiseworthy at all for a sage to accustom himself to do this. He should conceal his ears from the words of the uneducated people. And he shouldn't pay attention to them. As Shalomo in his wisdom said, Also, to all the things that they say, do not uh, pay attention to it. Again, as we mentioned in Hel Chodeot, Atamit uh, is someone who should get along with the people, who should be friendly with them, not uh, try not to resort to Nidu Yoharim unless uh, he does truly see fit to do so. And we trust the Chachamim with their judgment to um, to put someone in Nidui. Uh, but again, it's not praiseworthy for any sage to accustom himself to doing so. And this was the path or the way of the early sages, the early pious ones. Uh, and again, as we mentioned before, a Hasid is someone that is pious in his actions in regards to Adam the Habero, to other people, as we mentioned before. And we're gonna and it's gonna be demonstrated in this halakha. This is the path and way of the early pious ones. They hear someone who curses them or they're not rather not someone who curses them, they hear rather they hear someone disgracing them, and they do not uh, answer or respond. More than this, 
they even forgive someone who cursed them, and they forgive them, and they don't hold the grudge, and they, um, and they, uh, and they forgive anyone who cursed them. And the great sages would praise, would be praised in their actions, in their beautiful actions, when they would say the following. That they would, they had never put anyone in Nidui or put anyone in Harim for their own honor. Again, we're going to see the caveat that a Tamil Chacham should only behave this way if he is um, only done in private, in, in his own honor, as we'll see. And this is the proper path for the students, for the sages, and the students of the sages that they should um, go on, that they should not put anyone in Nidu or Harim, and rather they should get along with the people. When is this said? When he was disgraced or cursed uh, privately. However, a student of the sages that was disgraced or cursed by someone publicly, he is forbidden to forego his honor. And if he did forego his honor, he is punished. As this is a disgrace of the Torah. Because an individual that was cursed or disgraced in public as a Tamil Chacham represents the Torah, uh, he's not uh, protecting, in this case, uh, his own honor. Rather, he's protecting and representing the honor of the Torah. So if anyone curses another, if someone curses a Tamil Chacham in public, it's as if he's cursing the Torah. And people see and say, wow, this person rep who represents the Torah didn't stand up for himself and didn't care about the fact that he was cursed in public. Rather, Tamil Chacham must um, put someone is not allowed to forego again his honor. And note that Harambam doesn't say that he should straight away put this individual in Nidui. Rather, he should not forego his honor, whatever that, however that Hacham sees fit. Ella, again, in this case of public uh, humiliation, Nokem he should avenge and hold in his heart uh, what this event or whatever happened. Uh, as a snake. Uh, until that individual asks forgiveness from the Chacham, he should forgive them. Uh, just a small uh, note, uh, the Yerushalmi and Masechet Pe'ah talks about the snake uh, and describes the, the snake that it bites, but it doesn't benefit from the bite at all. So to hear, uh, when a Chacham should um, avenge, so to speak, this individual, he should do it only out of respect of the Torah and not for his own honor or respect. Therefore, okay, he should have a personal motive in doing so because of the Torah that's contained inside him. Berich ma'ahamana de sayyan. 